Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Monster Eat the Pilot podcast, a podcast that's hosted by me, Brandon. It's Thursday for you. That means it's not Sports Stupid Talk Day or whatever that stupid show is called. It's a day where I brought a guest into the music room, technically via satellite or via the interwebs, via Bill Gates. It's uh, the 100th episode of this magical ride that is Monster Ate the Pilot, the episodes that have nothing to do with anything ever, 100 episodes of absolutely nothing. So why not bring on the executive producer of this madness, my sister, Amber, the Duke Master, the Chick Leaf, the Orc Wife of our lives, Monovan. <laughs> How are we doing tonight, Amber? We're doing good. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I know you only... Agreed to let me on so you could say all those nicknames. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. Like, you're on the opposite of Lauren on that. Like, I only brought Lauren on to give him all his nicknames at once. Mm -hmm. Yours are not as quite as cool as Lauren, but nobody is as cool as Lauren. So don't take that to heart that much. Like, I've tried to compete with Lauren for 10 years now and have come up short for 10 years mm -hmm. now. So how are you actually doing? Doing good. Just, you know, up here in Dayton doing... Not a whole lot up here right now. Now that the wedding's over, we got to find like a new project to be under. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, how was the honeymoon out west? I assume we're at mm -hmm. exactly. It was used basically like in like Nevada, Arizona. Like um, we went to we went to uh, Arizona back in the summer, but we did Colorado for the honeymoon. Okay. So we hit Rocky Mountain first, and then went down to Great Sand Dunes over to Mesa Verde. And then um, Black Canyon of the Gunnison. So we hit all the national parks. Hmm. So it was pretty awesome. Weather actually was good. Um, the first day that we hiked in Rocky Mountain, it was snowing. Yet the sun was out at the same time. So they were really just starting to transition. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always weird. Like, um, I have not traveled nearly as much as you have. But I remember when I went to Minnesota a couple of years ago, just like the huge difference it was. It was like late September. It was like 80 degrees in Columbus. And then I flew up to Minnesota and it's like, oh, it's like 50. It's 50 here. And like we're gearing up for the winter here. And I remember mm -hmm. I told the story. It's the Lucero Girl story on the podcast where me and JR left Portsmouth and it was like 65. It's icing in Columbus, and then it's eight foot of snow, and we have to like mm -hmm. stop at a roadside motel to like survive the night. Like, yeah, that's Ohio, I guess. So I, mean, I guess we do get the crazy weather patterns here in this state as well. Yeah, yeah, we um, we had planned to get up early to hike, basically at the top of one of their mountains, and I woke up and looked at the weather, and it was like thirty nine degrees outside, which is not what it said it was supposed to be the entire time we were there. Um, but then whenever we drove up there, it was actually closed because it had snowed, so you couldn't go up because it was all icy. Yeah. So we had to do something else, like, closer down the valley, but we still got hit with snow a lot that day. It was pretty cool, though. It was it was gorgeous, so. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's way up the list is Colorado. I thought about driving out there a few mm -hmm. years ago, but then I stopped in St. Louis instead. It was like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. going to see if I can drive all the way to Kansas City. And then I drove to, down to Mom's first and then drove to Louisville. And by the time I got to Louisville, that's six hours in the car. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I'm not going all the way. Because that point, Kansas City is like another six or seven hours. Mm -hmm. Like three yeah. hours in St. Louis sounds good. And I just stayed in St. Louis. That was just Yeah, I drove to, I drove Kansas City one day for whenever the men's basketball team played oh. for the championship. So we drove in one go, we left at 5 a.m., got there basically at 5 p.m. for their game. It was whenever they were in the final four. 
or the Fab Four, whatever they call it for NAIA. But then um, whenever we came back, our plan was to drive until we couldn't drive anymore, stay the night. Well, then it got to where it was like, we really should just go back. So I drove that entire trip and I was like falling asleep in Cincinnati. I was like, I just got to get home. That's all it is. Yeah. But it was long, but it was fun. Yeah. But. I remember I did that Indianapolis. Me, Dave, and Haley went and watched Third Eye Blind and driving back. It was like the same thing. Since Cincinnati, I looked at Dave. I'm like, hey, man, take over. I'm I'm out. It was like 4 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. I just lost a $100 bill in Indianapolis. Um, I learned that Dave and Haley have zero survival skills because they have no idea where they're at at any point at all. <laughs> like we walked out of a restaurant. I was like, oh, I was like, oh the car is like this way. I'm like, no, it's like completely that way. Like completely the wrong <laughs> way, you guys. Like, no, 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 it's definitely this way. I'm like, no. Because I just have a thing with landmarks. I'm like, that clock tower was to our right when we came out of the uh, garage, and that clock tower is still to our left. Like, yeah. like no, 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 you're all right. So like 10 minutes later, I'm in the car picking them up. I'm like, just listen to mm-hmm. me. Haley is dumb though. Uh, Haley's good. Oh, you got no, to catch up with her at the wedding? No, you, yeah, yeah, I did. We got to talk quite a bit. I'm going to see her. Should see her this weekend. Trying to sell my crew tickets and go to a grown-up party. <laughs> is it one of her grown-up parties or? It's like um, her friends. Like I've met like through Haley's parties. They invited me to their Halloween thing, and I was like, okay, yeah, I should try to be more of an adult party person and not be such a sociopath mm-hmm. by myself all the time. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to ask from there? No, uh, being the executive producer of the show, how disappointing is it every time you listen to the show, like what your money is going towards? Well, the good thing is, is that I haven't actually put any real money in, just Monopoly money. Yeah. But um, I will say, I think you're too hard on yourself. Just because we're 20 seconds in doesn't mean it's all falling apart. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's typically about where I do say I'm like oh god it's already a mess it's a mess about three like two to three minutes in I'm like what is happening already it's just all falling apart yeah. uh, early days there used to be quite a bit of getting 20 minutes in I'm like I don't know what I'm talking about anymore and like having to restart mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. on a tangent that I'm like no I'm in like territory that I'm not smart enough to touch and like I am not tiptoeing this well or because usually mm-hmm. if I get like those type of issues I'm like oh I you know one, nobody's here to listen to me talk about that stuff, so I try to stay away from it. But at that point, I'm like, I'm a 10-minute rant about something I know very little about, which is yeah. funny sometimes. But sometimes when it's an actual real issue, it's not nearly as funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how is marriage yeah. life so far? Uh, it's about the same so far. I mean, we've been living together since January, so it's not a whole lot different. But it does also feel different, even though it's not different. Yeah. So I guess we're actually like we're legally stuck together now, so that makes a big difference. Yeah, there's taxes um, now, so. Yeah, now we'd have to actually, you know, go through courts, but um, I don't know. It's about the same. It's going good. Yeah. That's that's really all I can say about it. There's not a whole lot that changes about it. Yeah, especially like right now, you like what? You get, when did you get back from your honeymoon? Like literally last week, last Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Last. We got late. We got back late Monday night. Yeah. So it's been a little over a week. Okay. I don't even. I don't know the date anymore. What is, what is today? Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? It's all the same day anymore. What's the point of anything? It's all meaningless. Yeah. And Arby's is always open. So, um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I got lost. So, for those who don't know, I don't know if I said it properly at the beginning of the show. Me and you have the same mom and dad. Do you yeah. Th- do you think other people also have the same mom and dad? Um, like our mom and dad, or 
Yeah. Do anybody else also have our mom and dad? Well, I guess there is that. There's a guy named Nathan. He hangs around a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I talked to him at the wedding. Yeah, a, yeah, and then man, his kid was way better. <laughs> yeah, his kid stole the show. That's who she is. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, and then we got those ones, Tom and Ryan, that don't have same mom, but they got same dad. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Like Ryan consistently talked about how he was going to have to leave both things like early. He's like, yeah, I got to get out of here early. And then he was there as like as late as I was, like for both, yeah. like the re- like the reception, the with the practice, the rehearsal, I should say, and then mm-hmm. the wedding itself. He just kept saying, he's like, yeah, this is, you know, she put me in the wedding to make sure I would come. And I'm like, you're here as long as I am. Like you're having like more of a blast than I am with this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah, okay. yeah. They stayed for a long time. I was surprised. Yeah, that's like I thought. Like I thought you'd been uh, gone like at four o'clock or right after the food was done. And now you stuck yeah. around with quite a bit. I know yeah, uh, then, we talked afterwards about uh, how drunk uh, old Bob got. <laughs> yeah, Bob had a real good time. Yeah, He kept on yelling at me because I was carrying around a bottle of wine, which I had not drank from yet. Yeah, And he was just yelling about, you doing good over there? And I'm like, yeah, I think you're doing better over here, though, is what's going on. <laughs> I had a good time. Uh, I talked about on the podcast about how Mom outpartied me and stayed later than I did because I'm like I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta go to bed. I'm very old now, so I'm like I got to get to bed. Also, I was just I really was very tired. I thought about maybe like mm-hmm. trying to meet up with Lauren, but Lauren wasn't available that weekend. But like I even thought I'm like even if he said yes now, I'm like nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Nine thirty done. So yeah. I'm- no, we left Ooh. at ten thirty maybe to go out yeah. to the lodge and. I was right before that. I had like my head down on the table and someone said something about I drank too much. I was like, no, I'm just tired. I was like, that's where I'm at right now. I was like, I am so tired. I just, I was, and I told Andy, I was like, if you want to go hang out with more people, that's fine. Just leave me here. Just let me keep my head on the table. And he was ready to go too. But then like whenever we got out in Colorado, which from the altitude, the altitude sickness and stuff. And then, um, just, a little bit of jet lag and stuff like it was like 6 p.m and we'd be like we're ready for bed like consistently it was yeah. like by eight o'clock we we're ready to go to bed and be done yeah that's why i remember i had a party at the place up here on summit street and i got you know i was, got pretty drunk but i just got to the point where i got tired i just walked down on the balcony that was at the back that we used to have there and there's mm-hmm. people up there and I said, hey, you guys gotta go i'm going to bed and like literally just <laughs> everybody else like hey it's time to go <laughs> like brand's going to bed now and yep. yeah, it was a good time. It's the way to do it. Yeah. So do other people also have like mom, the same moms and dads like in the world? Like worldwide, how many people do you think also have the same mom and dad? Same mom and dad as us? No, not the same as us. Like just in general, like they have their own mom and dad. That's also the same as somebody else's. Oh, how many people? Like three or four, maybe. That have the same mom and dad and have siblings? Like their yeah. siblings? Yeah. yeah. Eh, I mean, it's getting less and less of the people who have the same, yeah. as far as that goes. I think about this a lot. I'm like, do you think other people also have... I can tell. You are very caught up on this conversation right now. I know. I've written books about it. I've written... I have journals filled with weird thoughts like other people's parents. It's odd. Uh. Eh, why not? <laughs> so what do you do, Amber? I've asked probably about 45 times what you do for work. 
I know you have to work with Karaoke Chris, and that sounds like a disaster and just like a nightmare. He's awful. I am not forgiving him for not showing up to this wedding. Um, there will be a fist fight. I'm just saying. It's going to happen. All right. Make sure it's live so the podcast can, oh, yeah. can hear all the sounds. A fist fight. It's yeah. going to be great. Now, what that's, do you that's genius marketing right there. Yeah. Fight people. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's basically all podcasts are, people just arguing. Um, if I want to be real cool, I can say misogynistic things and smoke cigars and be like, I'm so fucking alpha. Yep. It's gross. Uh, but no, what do you do with your life in terms of work? So I'm still obviously at Shawnee State. They were very good to me to be able to work remotely as well. I go back and forth by every other week for a couple of days. But um, I've morphed my job a little bit into a little bit of doing whatever I want in a way. Nice. Um, and I say that as a, it is a real job, but like I used to just kind of collect tasks and they would just kind of become mine over and over, which of course meant I had like 700 things to do. But um, so I'm working in communications and now I've taken over enrollment management. So I do all of their enrollment marketing emails. I run their social media accounts for all the university and then I do all the internal communications and press releases. So all the emails and stories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you still do the magazine? I do. This is supposed to be my last one that I'm doing though. That So whenever I worked with Karaoke Chris, um, I was doing annual giving and um, alumni like communications and donor communications, all that kind of stuff. And all that finally got split out from my job. So the magazine was rolled up as an alumni kind of story. Um, so that's going to get shifted away after we get this final one out. So that's supposed to be they're hiring somebody for that now. Yeah. Am I going to be in the magazine since it's your last one? Um, I mean, I can list you in the updates as you started your own podcast. Yeah. Started your own podcast has does not do anything with the degree he earned here. He just paid <laughs> for it. It was a waste of his time. <laughs> It'll be a great in, like endorsement. I enjoyed my time at Shawnee. I'm not going to say anything yeah. bad about this university. It was just me having no plan whatsoever being in college. Just like, well, I guess I'll just continue to go. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I could graduate this year. <laughs> I yeah. felt like it. So, yeah. And so. we get a lot of people that don't do anything with their degrees. They just do it. But listen, if I had to write a story on you, I think you would just have to insert in Monster at Pilot about 10 minutes of history facts each mm -hmm. time. And then there you go. You're using your degree. Yeah. That's, that's all we got to do. I think I've actually had something. Once again, I didn't write it down today. Oh, I learned about Billy Mays today, uh, how he died. Because I always thought, you remember Billy Mays? That was OxyClean guy, right? Yeah, so OxyClean guy, Billy Mays. I always thought he died because of a rough landing on a plane. Like he was kind of like half asleep and like his head like either hit like the luggage compartment or hit like the window really hard. And he went home. He's like, man, I'm kind of tired. I went to sleep and he had like a really bad like brain bleed injury and that's how he died. Like. It turns out, no, he just died of heart failure, and, that, and he did way too much cocaine, apparently, in his youth, and it destroyed his heart. Though his family disputes that. I'm like, why would you dispute that? He sounds awesome. He sounds even better than what Billy Mays usually did. I love Billy Mays. Now I get to find out he partied way too hard, probably in the 80s, selling whatever he sold, and it destroyed his heart, but he gave us OxyClean, and hey, Billy Mays here. I'm like, that sounds way better. Yeah. Just run with that. Like, yeah, dad did coke, then he died. It was awesome. We partied hard. <laughs> I think I did know that he had like heart failure, heart attack, something like that. But the thing about the head trauma, I feel like that had to have happened to somebody, right? Like somebody famous? Because I feel like I know that story. 
Well, that that's happened to other ones, but that was like that was the story that was initially ran with Billy Mays, like that he had okay did that, and then I just guess I never followed up on it because no offense mm-hmm. also to my beloved Billy Mays, I didn't you know look into his death after he died. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, and then yeah. on, I'm like, why can't it be Shamwow guy? Um, with his weird face, Mr. Clean, you know, just knock off a cartoon, and you're good to go. Yeah, no, nah, Mr. Clean's a badass. He's John Locke from Lost. He's literally yes. John Locke from Lost. So why would I do that? He already gets enough bad treatment in the show, which I'm going over right now on the main show, season five recap coming up, and Monday. I keep wanting to say Sunday. Why don't I get my days right? Do you know? As a producer, why can't I figure out my days? I always say Sunday. Um, like, oh, I do it on Monday. I think it's because I record. I don't know. Probably. But I'll probably do a performance review with you whenever you hit 150 episodes. And then nice. we'll really hammer out days of the week. Yeah, We'll focus still, on those again. When I'm still working on the old episodes, getting them re-uploaded, even though I have like 15 like ready to go, I'm just like, oh, when am I going to do this? Because I just got to cut them. It just takes a while. It doesn't take yeah. that. That's the thing. I say it takes a while. It doesn't. The issue is the video episodes. Those take way longer to re-upload because yeah, yeah. Those, but the audio ones take like ten minutes to do, and I'm like, but that's ten minutes. I could just be thinking about doing something else instead of doing something else. Yeah. So we're well, about... just have to sit down and do it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I am waiting until I can get an assistant. That's the thing. I'm waiting for Devin to finally give up on this teaching career. And show up here and just do all the extra podcast work. And I can just be the star, which I am. Well, I don't know if that's in the budget. So, got to look at that see how we can do it. She knows she's not getting paid. She knows that. Okay. Internships, I'm all for it. I'll send her a letter of recommendation. And this is America. Unpaid internships is where you earn your actual, you know, that's where you earn the more important thing. Exposure and experience. As a person who played music, exposure is far more important than money. Far more important. Yeah. You pay your bills have, better with exposure. I mean, I do have six unpaid interns right now, so. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I don't know. Did you listen to the last episode? Uh, no, I'm still getting caught up from the honeymoon. I hadn't listened to a lot out there. Uh, yeah, I, you got quite a bit of a rant on you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I compared you to the billionaires I go on rants about. I said you're an unpaid intern who's trying to steal all my spotlight. Or not an unpaid intern. You're an executive producer who's trying to steal all my spotlight now. Swooping in yeah. on my episode 100. I, go, oh. I want to just be the Forbes. What is it? Forbes 500? Forbes 100? Fortune. Whatever. I want to be Fortune 500. Yeah. You know, I just want to be listed. That's yeah. all it is. They got to talk about me. They got to know that I'm the science behind it. Yep. Well, you're 29 now, right? I yeah. am. Yeah, you'll be. 30 in a couple months to Um, 30 under 30 yeah yeah you can be like was it time magazine's 30 under 30 or who whatever like yeah runs the monster the pilot podcast has her hand in brandon's pocket at all time that's what it will be yeah and they'll ask me (laughs) when did when did you last talk to him a couple weeks ago yeah i just let him do whatever (laughs) i don't listen to that shit uh I do listen to every episode. I will let you know that. Yeah, I, I, you text me enough to know that you listen. Like, uh, JR will too. Uh, a few other people will just randomly text me. I'm like, oh, I like that. Or I know Haley said, like, apparently, like, Haley's boyfriend, Brenton, will, like, he's like, it's in the rotation. He told me that at the wedding. I'm like, yeah. And then yeah. she's like, I listen to, like, I, I was like, she loves the timestamps because then she can pick out the actual stuff she wants to listen to because, like, you know, if I start talking about, you know, sports or whatever, which if that's the whole reason, then I told her, I'm like, that's the whole reason there's a sports episode. So mm-hmm. you have to listen to that. Yeah. 
dumb. Sorry, I'm going after Haley hard. Because I can't go after Dave, because Dave's, like... He's, he gets a pass right now. He's getting a pass right now, but I'm going to eat him alive. I'm going to get him on the podcast and then just destroy him. It's going to be great. Sounds oh. like a great, great thing. There's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about my friends this way. Uh, no, it was... I'm trying to think. Who did I see at your wedding? I was like, oh, oh, uh, Melanie's boyfriend, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him in like 10 years. I hadn't... How long have they been dating? They've been together like four or five years. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. He just mentioned like, yeah, I moved up like to Parkersburg and came back. I'm like, shit, I had no idea. Because we used to work together at the brewery way back mm -hmm. in the day. And I'd bring back pizzas like every Saturday night. And I'd make that spicy sauce. And dad couldn't take the spicy sauce after we told him yep. 20 times. Daddy Do not eat this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, Jeremy and uh, Melanie, they started dating whenever he lived in Parkersburg mm. for, they probably dated in almost two years then, so it might be going on five or six years. I mean, they've been together for a while. Yeah, I like Jeremy. Jeremy's a really good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no. God. I don't have the brain I used to. I can't think of anything anymore. How right. often do you forget how to do things? Because I forget everything every single day. <laughs> I don't forget how to do things, but I forget how to speak many times. My, like, my, I search for words all the time. Yeah, that's like, I have, the, like, the ketamine stuff coming up, like, next, yeah, next week. And I'm kind of, I'm so excited about it, like, just to figure stuff out. But I'm like, I'm also kind of scared to, like, find out, like, deeper things that are in my brain. I'm like, oh, God, what the hell is that? How I deal with this? And I'm mm -hmm. trying to, see, like, because I do talk about being kind of sociopathic in certain ways because I have issues, like, caring that's like a horrible way to put it. Like there's times where if it's not in like what I kind of want to do, I just can't see a reason why I should care about it. I would make the example of your boyfriends in the past, like before Andy, like I put in zero effort because it was like Amber's boyfriend. Why would I care? And it's like, that's such a fucked up way to look at it because it's like, it's your sister's boyfriend. And obviously if everything progresses the way it is, they'd be what it is now, which is your husband slash my brother-in-law. So it's like, I was like, you know, part of my sobriety and stuff like that was like when you talk about Andy, I was like, okay, I'm going to make an actual conscious effort to be more friendly towards Amber's boyfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> like one I've known for like 20 years or however long I knew one of them. It was like, I put in no effort to talk to him or get to know them or interact with them. Like we'd be sitting on the couch and I would just like not even act like they were there just because I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably. I will say that goes both ways because they did not put in the effort really for any of you either yeah. and andy is very much the guy who's gonna Put he doesn't like silence and he wants to ask questions and get to know people and yeah he's an engineer he has to like have that networking bug going he's like mm -hmm. uh einstein right no yeah. he's not. i'm not giving him that compliment yeah he please don't <laughs> his head is big enough as it is he's orville he's the wright brothers Oh, that's way too big of a compliment for him. Is that his hero? Who's his heroes? Name them. All seven. Um, Every guy's got seven heroes. Well, it'd be funny because I don't think he can name him either. But I mean, anything, airplanes, Air Force, all that kind of stuff. Aerodynamics, he's all about. So we have seen the Wright Flyer. It's here in Dayton. So we have went and seen that. We took mom to go see it. Yeah. 
Uh, driven past some of the places where they like tested their airplanes and all that kind of stuff before they actually got it up in the air. So, yep. and he loves the Air Force Museum. So if you come here, be prepared for him to suggest that we go to the Air Force Museum. I'd be cool with that. Um, I I presume being in Dayton, like the Dayton Air Show is like his Christmas. Is like that's the thing he's most excited about. I don't know if he's been to it or not. We talked about going this past year and taking Madeline, but it was like it was a weird weekend, so we weren't able to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know, he we see airplanes going by all the time, just where we have the Dayton Airport here, and yeah. he loves all that kind of stuff. And then the work that he does is he does on mostly on airplanes and stuff like that. Does he sit in the backyard and just like watch the planes go up and like clap? (laughs) I I haven't caught it, but I do not doubt that that is happening. Yeah. Like he starts jumping up and down like, yeah, yeah, it's flying. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little bit. He, (laughs) yeah, he's the one that um, if we get a seat, like a window seat, and he's like picked it out at the airplane or on the airport, airplane, whatever. He has picked it to be beside the wing because he wants to see like the action of the wing go up and down yeah. and all that stuff. Like he wants to see, not that we are flying in the pretty views. He wants to watch the wing do his work and tell us doing a good job. That's interesting. I mean, it's always the yeah. moment you go above the clouds. Like as soon as you get above like the clouds and like it just like you're holy shit. This is like a weird, mm-hmm. wild, wonderful world. And you see how flat the earth actually is. <gasps> Not yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you see that everyone's been lying to you. Yeah. I mean, I guess you do work with one of those liars who say that the earth is round. So, points lost for Andy. He says the earth's round. No. Jokes. Um, <laughs> God. How does he feel about all that stuff? Does you, Have you ever talked to him about, like, the earth is flat and just, like, does he get, like, unbelievably frustrated in it? Or have you ever talked to him about it? I feel like um, I've never talked to him about it, but I do feel like it, it would go one of two ways. One, he would be incredibly frustrated and he would talk physics for a long time. Yeah. But then two, he would also side with flat earthers just to make me mad. Mm-hmm. And it would be very, very like deep dive. How many like talking points can he throw out there to just make it a terrible thing? I've done that quite a bit. Just taking the uh, contrarian view just because I'm so cool. Um, yeah, and I've also yeah, done he, that, like girls. So yeah, that's typically that's how you win them in the end. You just make them angry. Try yeah. to make them hate you to make your mind. That's a Lucero reference. I didn't think I'd be making tonight. <laughs> it's oh. like that quote from uh, New Girl where Nick Miller says, "Like stop being so mean to me, or I'm gonna fall in love with you." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, re- we're watching that right now. Andy's seen like random clips, but he's never watched it, so we're watching it right now. I'm trying to remember when that is. It's uh, that's early, I think. I cannot remember when it was. I know he was wearing a suit in it, mm-hmm. and I uh, cannot remember. We just because way back when I made a rant about Nick Miller and how they based that entire character off my life. And like, yeah, you know, bartending the complete lack of responsibility on anything, the things he says, like half the stuff he says and wants to do. I'm like, that's stuff I want to do. I so I swear yeah. somebody like some Hollywood or screenwriter or something was heading out west and stopped in Portsmouth on the way out there, like moving from like Brooklyn to Hollywood, and met me at the Port City when I bartended. I was like, man, this guy mm-hmm. is a character. And then that's where Nick Miller was born. Yeah, they... Um, the timeline works, though. But... <laughs> I saw in um, an interview that 
uh, Jay Johnson did, where he said that, like, in the very beginning, he was supposed to be a lawyer. Like, Nick's character was that he was a lawyer, and he was very quiet, like, in the thing. And he said, so the first couple episodes, that's what he was. Mm -hmm. And then he said that he just wouldn't stop talking, and they just were finally like, whatever, just be whoever you want to be. And that's how he became the stupidest one of all of them. The same with, like, um... Lamorne that plays Winston like he was supposed to be the alpha male and then he became the guy who loves birds and <laughs> Ferguson the cat like um, yeah Ferguson the cat because <laughs> like early on like you could you could tell that definitely with like him and then like by season three he's just a complete crazy person <laughs> yes like, just doesn't make sense. and it's like this is awesome he gets so much better um, yeah we have this puzzle right now that we're doing and we were on season two almost at the end of it that's what Andy is like we have to hurry up and finish season two i said because beginning of season three is whenever winston gets really into puzzles and i need that playing while we're doing this <laughs> and yep. he was like he was like i don't understand i was like you will just wait <laughs> have you you finished the show right mm -hmm. yeah i finished it back in like it was right before covid like i i binged the entire thing in like two weeks or something yeah i never actually finished the show i remember i, mm -hmm. I remember they brought in megan fox for that little run and I actually yeah really like that little arc because just kind of wears on me but yeah and then i just never got around to finishing it yeah i have watched like the first and second probably the third even like seasons a lot mm -hmm. but um like i have not watched the latter seasons in a really long time so i am liking that we're re-watching it so that we can kind of get through it all yeah that's where i'm at with lost like um like I'm watching those first three seasons, I'm like oh, I remember every single one of these moments. And then I hadn't watched the latter seasons in so long. I'm like, what the hell is happening in this again? And like, somebody, mm -hmm. oh, I forgot this ever happened, and not yeah. for good reasons. Like, yeah, like I know you didn't like because we that was like a big part of our childhood was me, you, and mom watching Lost every single new episode. Um, and I was the one who loved the show no matter what. You had your issues towards the end. Mom didn't understand it. <laughs> I my issues uh, towards the my issues towards the end was that it was a nine o'clock show and I'd fall asleep at nine oh seven and I would wake up every single week I would wake up at next week on Lost and it would be the previous I'd have missed the entire episode and it was like I missed probably an entire season in there and had no idea what was what happened. That's what, yeah, mom still thinks everybody was actually dead the whole time. I'm like. No, that's not what any of that was, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm watching it now. Like, yeah, like it's not nearly as great as I had it in my head back then, which is ex which I thought was going to happen because Jake was the exact opposite. He didn't like it at all when it finished, and he mm -hmm. said he rewatched it. He liked it more. I'm like, I loved it a lot. I'm probably going to not love it. And I'm if you've been listening to the show, I've not been as kind to the last few episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which whatever you know, you get older get wiser or as me you just get older get wider <laughs> i am hysterical i am hysterical how did you grow up with this how did you handle growing up with hysterical nonsense all the time well the thing is we had two living rooms so you had one and i got to stay in the other so you got to just be yourself over there i had a conversation room yeah classic i don't understand why i slept on that couch so often like, it wasn't like it was, like, an uncomfortable couch, but I never understood that. Like, I even did that here, where I'd start sleeping on the couch for, like, weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Now I I'm a little bit like that, too. Like, 
I, I mean, there is, I think, an entire year that I slept on the couch at mom's because I just refused to, like, I don't want to say clean my room up there, but at the same time, like, I just didn't want to, and I was like, I'm comfortable on the couch. I'll go in there, I'll change and leave. Yeah. And I was like that for a long time. I'm still like that. Even here, like, there's some days that I'm like, like, Andy had COVID, and he was staying in our room, so I just went and slept on the couch, and I was like, I can easily sleep out here. Yeah. Like, we talk about, like, napping. He likes to go to the bedroom and take a nap. I'm a couch napper, a thousand percent. I'm like, if I'm laying down the bed, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm just taking a nap, I want to go lay on the couch. So, like, I don't know. I just, I've always liked laying on a couch better. And I think that, like, I haven't been able to sleep much the past couple nights. And I was like, if I went out on the couch right now, I'd fall asleep immediately. I know I would. Yeah. That's what I've grown in the past year or so to really despise naps. Like, really despise them. Like, I don't want to do them at all. It's because mostly because, like, now especially, I work 10 to 8 every single day I work, except for, like, Sundays. So, like, I don't have time to nap those days. So then on my days off, taking a nap is literally just taking huge parts of the things I could accomplish on my days off. So I'm like, I don't want to nap. There's no getting home at, like, 6 or 5 and, like, taking a nice little hour nap and then doing mm-hmm. what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. So I, like, despise naps. And now I got, like, the sex appeal sofa... You can't nap on that. You can't nap on that. You don't even get to sit on it. it mostly, it's just an accent. I have an accent sofa in my house where you just look at it. And you're like, yeah, don't touch it. And that's, then, you know, that's a higher grade than most people have. Exactly. Most people wouldn't spend $5,000 on a sofa and a chair, so nobody's allowed to sit on Actually, uh, Actually, I think a weird amount of rich people would spend an absurd amount of money on something they're not allowed to sit on. Because rich people are freaking weird. Like very I mean, they all have like sitting rooms that they mm-hmm. don't use. So yeah. like, this that's is probably where that ended up. I deal with that at work where people come in like, this is not for anybody to actually sit on. I'm like, you're looking at like a $6,000 set and it's not even supposed to be sat on. Like why? Yeah. Buy the $400 set that looks very similar over there. Yeah. Like, that. This is frustrating me. But at the same time, then I get paid for the $6,000. i am like, I like this. Whatever. Buy another one. Um no, then I got the the other section I have in my regular living room. I made it where it's much firmer, and I can't mm-hmm. do, really do firm without really jacking up my neck and back. So now I don't sleep on that. But I have my chair. I get to be that guy who comes home and sits in his chair. And I rearranged that entire room because it used to be anybody would come over. The chair used to be the first thing by the door, and I'd let mm-hmm. them in, and they'd immediately sit in that chair. I'm like, that's my chair. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I, I'm, I can't be a rude guest and say, get out of my chair. So I go sit on the couch and just stare at my chair enviously. But then I you need to have like a you have like a sweatshirt that you always have kind of in the chair so people know don't sit there. Yeah, oh, no. my friends they just take it and throw it on the floor, and then they yeah. stomp on it, and then they rip big ones in my chair and they take ownership. That's what happens. And they ruin so it. I have the worst friends. They're the worst. <laughs> Only a couple good ones. But no, I flipped the room. So now the, the first thing you walk in, there's the sectional right there, and the chairs on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I can close the door, I can race around them to get to the chair before they can get there, and they understand what's going on. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh. What do you want to talk about? No, no. I want to talk politics, state oh, of the yeah. world. Yeah, let's, let's just do that. I just talked earlier about how there's topics I don't want to talk about. Let's go. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> nah. Climate uh, change. 
economy one hundred and one. Don't you get me started? I had the worst economy teacher. That's that's well, not like it was. Which one was which? Which one did Katie Matthews teach? Macro. Um, I don't know because she wasn't teaching whenever I was there. So I had I had Perot for both of them. Yeah, I think I had Perot for Micro. I don't care if he ever listens to this. I did not like Chip Perot at all. I did not like him as a person at all. He was one of those people that I'm like, we don't have anything in common. So mm-hmm. go away before I slap your face with my fist. And yeah, I had him for both. I mean, he wasn't. I didn't have a bad experience with him, but then where I work at the university now, he's still there, so yeah. I won't say anything else about that. But but now it's going to seem like I'm backtracking. At the same time, whenever he became a patron of Port City, he wasn't nearly as bad. But when he was a teacher, I really did not like him. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think is like actually, you know, when he was there for pub quizzes, and he was always pretty nice about like pub quiz and stuff. He always complimentary of my pub quizzes, so damn it. Yes. I can't ever cause controversy on this. I can't ever like actually – go after somebody really because eventually I'm like I end up seeing the good in and I'm like oh damn it they're actually kind of a decent person because yeah. everybody like, obviously like JR I can hate on him all day I mean he knows who he is as a person he knows the the things he's done in his past Oof. I mean, he just tough. repent for him all day yeah that's what he should be doing but nah he's <laughs> like a badass not to re- he'd, he'd never repent for anything Ah, uh, JR. I need to get him on the podcast. But he says he's not interesting. I just made him sound like the most interesting person. Like, just some bad no, he, has, he has to come and reveal it. Like, yeah. even if he's not interesting, he just has to at least come and, like, show who he is. Yeah, I gotta build up his character so when he actually does, people are like, wow, he's nothing like Brandon said. Whereas I think <laughs> I kind of did that with Lauren, but I did it obviously with the exact opposite of what Lauren is to who Lauren, like, I've always done that where I've set Lauren up to be, like, this completely, this complete, like, Almost like 1940s, like hard drinking, misogynistic, like uh, private investigator from a noir, like Humphrey Bogart, where he's just like, you know, hey, Toots, go get me a drink or something like that. Where he's like the kind. Definitely of, the 40s. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. But real in life, he's like the most kind, like gentle, like shirt off your back, offer you eggs every single morning when you wake up, even though you've told him, I don't like eggs, but every single morning, hey man, I can cook some eggs if you want. <laughs> I have like PTSD about eggs because of Lauren, so that's like probably the most harshest thing I'll say about Lauren is that he gave me PTSD. <laughs> I can't look at eggs because he'd a- ask me every single morning. It, actually, not even morning. It'd be like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'd come out like playing video games or get home from work. Hey man, I can cook you some eggs. I'm like, I've told you 10 billion times, Lauren, I don't like breakfast food. I'm not a breakfast food guy. Or if it is, yeah, I, I am food. I am breakfast food all the time. I love breakfast food. See, I can't do French toast because of dad. I can't do it. Because just not liking it or? I can't. I don't like it at all. It just bothers me. Like, because he would, like, there was, uh, there was, like, a winner. I think he got laid off or he was, like, you know, he wasn't working or something like that. And he made it. Every single morning for like three months straight, and I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't smell it. I can't look at it. I can't taste it. I'm just like, I, I don't like this at all. See, I love French toast. That is my favorite. Yeah, you, you got a different thing out of it from me then, because like me, it just I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I just got overexposed. Like I just can't do it. There's other things like with dad that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like thinking about it, but then like there's French toast. I'm like, if he was around, we'd have an argument. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh shoot i'm itchy a lot how itchy are you on a scale of one to ten uh depends on the time of year 
That's what, you got allergies, don't you? Like those type of allergies? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah. It's not like a grass allergy, but it's definitely like, it's more like I get heat rashes really bad from like being kind of, if I've been in, if I've been in the grass, like it kind of transfers if it's too hot out. You're allergic to poison ivy, right? Um, I break up pretty bad with it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, for being a brother, I don't know much about anything at all. I don't know much about my life either. I just kind of say things that I've been told, so. Well, that's what this show is 100% of the time. Is <laughs> I, I heard somebody say that one time, like Billy Mays died because of a plane thing, and then I just run with that for 14 years. Yeah, I think he died in like 2009. So yeah, for like 14 years, I ran with the wrong language. <laughs> <laughs> how history ends up being written by people who actually didn't know anything, but just heard it one time. Like, that's probably what happened. That's Herodotus. That's like the first historian ever. It was like, yeah, those people said there was like a giant that lived over there. Oh, shit. Crazy. The giant lived there. <laughs> Fact. Obviously. Being a history major, what was your favorite period of history? So my focus in college was uh the mob like kind of the mob era from mm -hmm. Prohibition to the assassination of jfk so like that 40-year run there was like kind of my focus and my senior seminar paper was all about the decline of the mob and how rico because it's like supposed to be an argumentative paper it wasn't like it wasn't because of the rico act or like police enforcement is most because eventually uh, america kind of outgrew the mob because the mob used to um recruit like you know, poor kids from Italian neighborhoods, obviously, since they're Italian mob. And for a long time, obviously, smart kids are smart, even if they don't get to go to school. Like, they'll just have those innate abilities to pick up things. But eventually, they kept recruiting poor, uneducated kids from those neighborhoods. And as, like, school systems got better and better over time, eventually, they're just pulling the kids who just don't know how to do things in life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but dumb kids, kind of, is, like, a word. Like, the kids who couldn't past score just probably more like in proper terms like probably kids like adhd more than likely like they just could not focus in school so they mm -hmm. like the 40s 50s nobody could teach to that they nobody knew how it's like oh they're just like beat it out of them no i'm yeah. not i'm just gonna take a ruler to you i'm just gonna beat it out of you and really it's like no you gotta teach them in a different way but um that was my focus like eventually those kids end up taking over the mob as you know, the older ones died off or retired or gotten, went to prison. So eventually the mob just became this ineffective group of dumb people. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the focus. Also, I really loved um, the popes. That was also like one I wanted to focus on. Like when I thought about maybe making, like doing more schooling, when I first went to like history, I'm like, maybe I'll do something with like the popes, like papal history and just like, because mm -hmm. the popes, people, if you want to go into like a crazy rabbit hole of stuff, start reading about the popes because for like 500 years there in like the middle ages it gets wild it gets wild what the popes were doing <laughs> there's like one up there is like you know what we've got a great con going here with like this thing called god because he was just like an atheist who got to become the pope and then like you have obviously the borgias who are just like murderous they were like the mob in the 1400s and he got to be the fucking pope like it's it gets so much fun but then you have like mm -hmm. it's like hey you know what nothing's going on in the middle east right now let's just go fuck it up for 300 years with these crusades like, it's just, it's awesome. And give me all the money for it. Yeah. That's the Catholic Church. And you just heard all the problems, a lot of my problems with the Catholic Church. Yep. Proud, proud Catholic marriage right here. Yeah, I'm going to do that with the crucifix around my neck and a St. Christopher's medal. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm a little bit like that. I'm just like falling down rabbit holes with history. So yeah. I have to look up the popes now. But and then also, I also loved obviously like Peloponnesian War, which was like Sparta versus Athens. That was that's like that's pretty basic as a history person. Everybody loves mm-hmm. that period of time because it gets pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Greek gods and all that fun stuff. I read the Norse mythology by uh, Neil Gaiman or Gaiman or however you say his last name. I've never actually heard it said out loud, and that was fun because there's a great one about Thor. Um, so do you, do you, do you, how much do you know about Norse history, like mythology? Not a whole lot. You got to read that book. It's easy to read. It's pretty fun. He makes like obviously the old epic Norse uh, poems into actual readable things and mm-hmm. fun to read. So there's one where Baldur, who's like the most beautiful man ever, like. Everybody just he's like the most beautiful thing ever. Everybody loves him. He's the greatest thing that's ever walked on God's green earth, and, or Odin's green earth, I should say. And he dies. And he has this boat that he only he could set sail. Like he's the only one that can actually get it to you know go out to sea and sail. And Thor's trying to get it, and Thor's like the worst bastard ever. Like the fact that he's like a Marvel hero is hysterical when you read like Norse mythology because <laughs> he's just like the worst. <laughs> he's just an ass. But he like. He's trying to do it, and he can't do it, so he's angry. And then this woman, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, comes out, and she's able to get it to go out to sea. And he gets so mad, this little dwarf guy, I can't remember his name, comes out, and he wants to like kind of see it as they like light boulders, like because it's like the funeral pyre where they set the boat aflame as they're riding to the sea. This like, little dwarf guy comes out to try to see it, and Thor is so mad that this woman was able to set the, like, ship the sea that he couldn't do, he kicks the dwarf into the fire and kills him. And then they meet him in hell, and he's like, the guy, he's like, they meet the dwarf there, and he's not happy. I'm like, of course he's not happy. He's in hell because Thor's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the yeah. one where Thor dresses up like a woman to marry a giant, but I can't remember what the hell story works, but it's pretty great. It's pretty funny. He kills a lot of giants. He slaughters giants, I should say. Yeah, Norse mythology is pretty fun. So you follow, like, the mobbed JFK. What's your. Uh opinion on JFK was it inside job was it the mob killed him. I think I talked about it a bit on the Jake episode that I was pretty sure the mob did it that, that's like this conspiracy theory that I do kind of mm-hmm. I see value in. there's like a couple that I see value in but I'm like that's the one I'm like that one's probably more true like Jack Ruby has mob ties um, obviously the Bay of Pigs fiasco like there's there's a lot and then also how hard because the mob was a secret society until Robert Kennedy mentioned them in the public. Like, because before then, you had uh, J. Edgar Hoover saying, they're not a real thing. It's not a real thing. The mob's not a real thing. There's no mafia. There's no nationwide crime syndicate. Like, he was just denying, denying. Then Robert F. Kennedy was like, there is. And the Kennedys used to be, had ties with the mobster. Dad was, used to run um, booze with all the mobsters and all that fun stuff. So there's definitely the connection there. And then he didn't help him out, so they got him back. And then after that, that's when a lot of the crackdowns really hit the mob hard. So I think like it all just works. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe the Cubans did it. Or maybe the CIA did it. Because I don't think there's a lone gunman there. I just don't think so. Didn't they say there's supposed to be some kind of, like, is the FBI records or something on JFK supposed to be coming out? Isn't there something, like, being released in the next few years or something? I think it's. I can't remember how long those records get sealed. I think it's sixty-five years. I won't know anything. So I know it's like sixty-some years. So it should be soon that a lot of those records are made to public knowledge, and then the revolution start because they'll tell you all about psychedelic drugs and how cool they are. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. What's his name? We'll go go back to Camelot. 
Yeah. What was his name? Not Leary. The guy who made LSD, he used to say that they should replace, like, uh, the wafers in Catholic Church with LSD. I'm like, wow. I probably would have went to church a lot more. <laughs> I would have thought going to church as much if I got to do LSD every week. Even though I've never done LSD, I just kind of want to experience what that's like. I did read about salvia, and I don't know if I could handle that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read about drugs? No. You're not a drug person. Good. Good job. I'm not. Salvia's wild. It's like minutes will take months. Like you'll literally feel like you are living a different life for like months at a time. And then you come back and it's been like 10 minutes. And you're just like, I, I, I had a Like what just happened? I had a girlfriend. Like we were like talking about marriage and stuff. And like none of this is real. Like what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. I don't know. Mom probably won't like any of that at all. She'll probably hate that. Yeah, it's okay. You ever think about Cindy Redpants? I do. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like we don't know um, much about our mother's life. She likes to keep it to herself. So I didn't know anything about mom and daddy eloping until after dad died. I knew nothing about Cindy Redpants until after dad died. I was like, what the hell, mom? Like, you've been keeping these badass, cool stories about, like, bartending and Sydney red pants and eloping. And I see the – have you ever seen the – you probably have. Have you seen the picture of when mom and dad, they are officially married? I think they're at grandma and grandpa's house. And, like, nobody in the background looks happy at all. <laughs> I have not seen that photo. <laughs> like, all of them – it's not like so much about happy, but you can all see, like, this kind of look like this is, like, this is a mistake. Like, you know, because they only know yeah, – like, yeah. I didn't realize how quick mom and dad got married. It was only, mm-hmm. like, a couple months. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the hell? And then well, you know, out. you know, the day they met was the day Dad's divorce was finalized. I think I may have known that. Yeah. So it's have... like his divorce was finalized November, I think seventh or something. Yeah. That's whenever he got drunk like a skunk and met Cindy Redpants. Yeah. And then one month later they went on their first date, and then two months later they were married. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. But then I also – I didn't know anything about how they couldn't get married. They had to elope because of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, here's another strike against Catholicism in Brandon's life, which that's See, I, like – I don't know. It's like that's the – that made me so mad. I'm like, they couldn't get married because mm-hmm. uh, – and that – I mean, to kind of go into it a little bit, that caused a lot of problems for dad mentally. Yeah. Right? Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of Catholic guilt, like – well, that's what, like, mom talked about, that he talked to Father Satmiller, just, like, whenever he was still married, and basically being like, I can't get divorced, I took the sacrament, I'm married, I'm married, all this kind of stuff, and father, finally, father just told him, he's like, you have to get divorced, he's like, you can't live this way, mm-hmm. and I mean, he felt that forever. Yeah, because there was one time I was taking him to um, Mac and Javita's on Zufel, right? Mm-hmm. And... It was one of those days where I could tell, like, it was, it was something's really bothering him. And he was like, can I tell you something? And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, Dad, go ahead. He's like, it's like, you're, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate me so much if I tell you. I'm like, probably won't tell me. And then he, I can't remember what it was anymore. I wish I could. I think the reason why I can't remember was because it was so meaningless. Like, what he was so worked up and worried about. Yeah. He was just torn to pieces about this completely nonsensical, useless thing. Like, I think it was like bringing fools home from work and not taking them back. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, yes, yeah, like I stole those tools. I'm like, 
and I'm just waiting for like, did you kill somebody with these tools? Like, did you like yeah. murder people with it? And he was he was like, I'm like, and he sat in silence like, and? and he was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, you got me built up to like, oh my god, my dad's a murderer. My dad has killed people. Yeah. My dad has done the worst things imaginable. And it's like he took tools home from work one time and he didn't bring them back. I'm like, you know what, Dad? That's called that's capitalism in my book. You're starting your own business at that point. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that was another thing. I think obviously when he's going in and out of the hospital, Ryan was talking about like, well, okay, then get those tools together and I'll take them the rat slap. Like, and Dad was like, yeah. Oh, I- I got to do it myself. It's like, okay, then I'll, I'll drive you up there. We can give them to him. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. If it's bothering that much. We can just do this. He's probably going to laugh at you so hard <laughs> for this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, he, I remember, I mean, back way before, I mean, he was ever sick, any of that stuff, like Mary talking about how he used to drive grandma crazy because he would come in to, and be anxious over something and he would just pace. Mm-hmm. And he would just be back and forth in front of her and it would just drive grandma crazy because she said that she could not get him to stay still. Yeah. And it's totally like she, that anxiety. Would, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He would do that. Like, uh, as he was getting worse, like, like with yeah. Sanders, he just get up and he's just like walking back and forth and he just would sit down for a second. Then he'd get up and just go walking. And then mom's like, what yeah. is the problem? And then I took tools home from work like 20 years ago. And yeah. Never brought him back. Yeah. You guys me. I'm like, I, I think more of you now. Take as much as you can from every company. That's, you know, that's just me being an anarchist. At a, at mm-hmm. a certain yeah. <laughs> Take as much as you can from a company. Steal. Lie, cheat, steal. They do it to you. Uh, that's, poli- that's my political talk for you, Amber, if you want to talk politics so bad. Lie, cheat, and steal. They do it to you anyways. Yeah, I checked it off. We talked about it. Yeah. So aren't I know this is gonna be a big question, but this podcast deserves big questions. Are you thinking about having kids? Uh, eventually down the road, yeah. Yeah. With like, like of course, eventually with me being almost thirty, there is like a time limit on it. But we do not want kids for probably the next couple of years. Weird. I mean, if we have them, we have them early, but like we're not planning to anytime early. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I've nailed down like the uncle that you don't want your kid to spend that much time with, because there's like he's going to start talking some weird conspiracy thing or some crazy out there antic that's going to really fuck up our kids for life. It's like, you know, two hours is the max that they can spend with Brandon. And then we got to get him away because then they're going to be like, eh, I don't even know. I can't get him up with good samples. Like I, yeah. My kids can be a little weirdos if they want to hang out with you. Yeah. They can have their, they can come in and tell me what random band that yeah. no one's ever heard of that you introduced them to. No, nah, they'd have heard about them. They're, you're going to have the kids that are like eight years old who are going into school to tell everybody else about Tom Waits, and then people are going to listen to Tom. Like their other friends are going to listen to Tom Waits. Like, what the hell is going on with this? This is terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah. Or Nick Cave or Titus Andronicus. I'll have the kids that are throwing a birthday party for Bruce Springsteen or something. Yeah, they're just going. They're all going to be in their like leather jackets. You're going to have a whole bunch of greaser kids. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. They hang out with me. There's going to be a whole bunch of greasers. Just like you know, hey, girl, we're going to go down to the Chevron station in my '57 Chevy, get some Marlboro Reds. You're going to have smoking kids at 13. Prepare for that. And I'm going to buy them cigarettes. It's going to be awesome. Well, as long as you don't do that, then you can keep them for more than two hours. But if the cigarettes come in. We might have to have a talk about that. We're all going to be smoking. It's going to be great. Yeah. So cool. Because I 
I'm not much of a smoker, but I will say when I have smoked in the past, I did feel so much cooler when I did it. Like I, I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying you mm-hmm. should, but I am saying you will look ten times cooler smoking a cigarette. But don't I know that? That was but the big thing. Like, don't listen to me. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like our cousin Kathy, whenever she quit smoking, and then she'd have those big parties in July oh. that she would like she would sit there and she'd be like, I just don't have the motion. And she'd be doing this because yeah. she didn't smoke. And then she would start smoking again. And then like, it was just this reoccurring circle. Yeah, man. I will say, like, like I said, you shouldn't smoke. You shouldn't smoke kids. You should not smoke. You would be cooler if you did, but don't do it. It's fairly bad for you. Um, but sometimes when it is a stressful day, a huge drag is like the best thing ever. It's a good one, which I don't, you know, I never smoked enough to ever have like a, need mm-hmm. which has like a worry with ketamine a little bit is that it's i guess it's on the same like um ad- not addiction level like uh dependency level as like alcohol or nicotine can be so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not cheap i don't want to be out on the street corners looking for ketamine yeah i don't know it's gonna be fun be wild and wonderful but i have to have somebody sit with me i'm like do you get like is that an iv or is it what is it it's like two little, like you get like little pills. You put them in. You gotta like swish it around your mouth for like seven minutes. That's the thing I am most like anxious about. Is like mm-hmm. swishing because I've done like you know try to do teeth whitening thing and you keep it in your mouth for seven minutes and I go to take it out and it's just drool, like going all yeah. the way down because I'm like Ugh, and like you can't swallow any of it. I'm like, what happens if I do? They're like, will I die? Will I trip harder? What's going to happen? Am I going to become impossible to deal with? That's already happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nah, so I got to switch around the mouth, and then, like, um, I talk to, like, a guide first, and then they go over everything that we need to be looking for. That's why uh, Jake's going to be up here for the first one, and um, he's going to sit with me as I, I put on, like, a sleep mask. I'm supposed to, like, like I guess just sit there for, like, a half hour. He said, you just should start feeling it while you're switching around your mouth, and you spit them out, and then you just experience whatever i'm like but mm-hmm. how will i know if i'm doing it right and i'm like there is no right way man I'm like, awesome that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> see i would be like no i need to know what i need to do yeah, like the exactly you write down like a goal i'm like what's the goal supposed to be he's like they can be anything i'm like that's not how this works no what no. am i supposed to do so i can say that's what i'm trying to do here so i just had to put down experience something new i found the hmm Felt stupid. Felt <laughs> like felt gross. Just experience something. I'm like, fix my problems. You know, that's your that's your live, laugh, love, right yeah. there. Experience something new. <laughs> Get that tattooed on me. I'm like, yeah, it symbolizes experiencing something new. Uh, but no, I feel like most of my problems now, while they still sit in depression eras, like areas, um, is mostly ADHD stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just not being able to focus, not being able to accomplish tasks the way I want to, or in the, t- in the time manner that I want to get them done in. Like, mm-hmm. that's why like, I just wrote a song like last week and like, I actually wrote a full song, not like a verse. And then I can come back three years later to write the second verse. Like I actually wrote a whole song. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I've never done that. Yeah. Like the other song I finished with Casey, like a couple months ago was a song I started writing when I worked at Red Lobster. Like that's how long ago I started working on the <laughs> And it was not a very complicated song at all. So, yeah. speaking of, yeah. you used to play oboes, right? I played the flute and the oboe for a little while. That's right. 
the oboe not well yeah but like a deeper level right the oboe is like a deeper sound if i'm thinking correctly right yeah it has the same like it's very similar like fingerings to a flute but it's a reed instead so it's kind of more of a cross of a clarinet Mm. And it looks like a skinny clarinet. Yeah, if you played clarinet, we you would have been out of the house. I would have thrown you out. I would have thrown you out. Thrown you out. I didn't have the patience to like practice any of that kind of stuff, and I just couldn't do it. That's like my problem. Like I, I always hit walls. Like every time I learn to get a new instrument, I get to a point where I'm proficient at like playing the chords, and then the next step is like, oh, now you can kind of learn like leads or learn little riffs. I'm like, ah, oh, but that's going to take a different technique and that's going to take way much way too much time so mm-hmm. can I become a campfire player yeah i mean i'm like it's like i'm self-taught on a lot of things and like it works mm-hmm. so why do i need to make it work better which obviously like i do i should learn more things be more dedicated but it's also like i can just get this done like yeah. it's hard to do that yeah i'm very stubborn and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we want to teach you a new way to do something. I'm like, no, I know how I do, know how to do it my way. And that's all that matters. That's why yeah. every every job tries to make me a trainer. And I'm like, no, I'm the worst trainer. Because mm-hmm. I do my way on my time. And, like, I'm not slowing down to show you how to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I was show, like, this is how I do it. And then I go at the same speed that I do it normally. And people are like, yeah. oh. I'm like, just tell me to slow down then. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to be good at this, just ask. Like, all you have to do is ask me. Yeah. That's what, like, I have students that work for me. They're either interns or student employees, whatever. And I have to train them. And I always just tell them, I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you the bare minimum because I've just taught myself everything. And I was like, it's going to be just go for it. I was like, if you're doing it completely wrong, I will tell you. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you pointers. I was like, but for the most part, I need to just do it. And then from there, we'll go. And she's like, I mean, we do photography and all that kind of stuff. And it's like asking questions about lighting and all that stuff. I'm like, listen, guys, I point and shoot at just like a little bit of a higher level but still not enough to truly show you how to do it yeah that's that's me 100 percent. i'm just kind of like i'm going i do it i know how to do it and if you want to know how to do it you need to learn how i did which was sitting down and learning how to do it like with, mm-hmm. like with my job I'm like i learned how to do all these things one because i have incredible memory like in terms of like numbers and stuff like that i can just remember numbers and what they mean mm-hmm immediately if you don't know how to do that i'm your worst trainer imaginable and if you don't mm-hmm. want to apply yourself to do that get out of my way <laughs> yeah. which is great when i used to be a manager which is a great way to look at your subordinates like get out of my way <laughs> yeah no remember that time you bit me in the back um i do not oh I'll get out of here get out of here i do not remember biting you in the back i think this is a lie this is not a lie I do not remember. Obviously, when Dad was still building on the house, and he was, like, getting the yard all ready and stuff like that. So we had all this hay. And I think me, probably Eric and Nathan mostly, built, like, a ship on the back porch. I I remember the ship. Yeah, we built, like, a ship out of the hay bales. And there was one day where Patty let us stay at, like, obviously, because Patty watched us as kids when Mom and Dad were at work. There was one day where she let us, like, have lunch at our house instead of going to her house first. And we were out there playing. I can't remember. I was doing nothing. I was probably being a very kind and considerate big brother. Um, and then I don't know what you did. You stood up, and you just come up and just bite me in the back. 
in the like right in the spine area, just chop down. Took a huge chunk out. Had to have surgeries. <laughs> no way. I I don't believe this. I was paralyzed for months after this. Okay, we're getting a little dramatic, but I also do not believe any of the story. May God strike me dead if this story is untrue. Okay, so hypothetically, if I bit you in the back, we have to remember that you did kick my first tooth out. That was an accident, though. But we're going to say the other one's an accident, too, even though I don't think it happened. You coming in and biting me in the middle of the back was an accident. You came in... She felt like, uh, who falls down like, ah, who does that? Who, nobody. Nobody in the history of the world has ever went down like that. Well, you know what? If I did it, I'm sure I had a very good reason to do it. I was the kind of considerate brother. Uh, so I, you, I did You kicked my tooth out. I, it was probably the week after you kicked my tooth out, and I wanted to get you back. Before, because you were probably still, God, you were probably like two or three when you did this. Because obviously, if you're in a biting, like if you're biting somebody, you got to be pretty young at that point still. Cause, I, mean, I was you probably were, eight. Yeah, you you weren't a feral child. <laughs> you weren't like a nine year old who still bit everybody and like lived in the woods and stuff and like you know used leaves as toilet paper or something. And like anytime somebody tried to talk to you, you're like, <sighs> you know, you weren't like a cat person. No, so you probably two maybe. So you probably would not actually remember. But I remember kicking your tooth out. In my defense, I was being tickled. So, I think I I'm, I'm sitting between my two big brothers, hoping to. I was Make some great memories, and, when I'm and you working, just swung that leg and just kicked I, it straight I, out. My feet going start going crazy. They start flopping around, and I hit her right in the jaw. In my defense, again, I will say in my defense, in the court of law, they would see my side of the story as Amber was terrified to pull her own teeth out. So really, I'm doing her a favor. Really, she would never have needed braces if she would have just let me kick her teeth out uh, two weeks before then. So I think we, I think we always were going to need braces. It did not matter. I had to get them twice, so I had to get one at nine. Then they screwed up and broke my tooth, and then they had to give them to me again when I was in seventh grade. I'm like, cool, I've already done all this. This is awesome that I have to do this again. I had mine for I think three years, and they wanted to break my jaw at the end of it, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Sounds horrible. No. That's like uh, uh, wisdom teeth. I got, like, unbelievably lucky with my wisdom teeth. Like, they are right there beside my teeth, but they stopped mm-hmm. right there. Like, they have never mm-hmm. caused any problems. And then yours was, like, way down there, aren't they? Yeah, mine are – I've got both of the bottom ones and I think one on the top. Yeah. It's one or the other. One, I only have three, yeah. but they've never came in, and they're so deep in there. They told me they're, like, they're never going to come in. Yeah. And so they told me, like, if they did come in, they would, like, ruin my teeth, essentially. So I'd have yeah. to get them taken out. And like the dentist wasn't Burleson. It was the new guy was like, you should probably consider getting them out and all this kind of stuff. And like, even though I just was like, those are never going to come in. She's like, do not spend money on a wisdom piece surgery because they are not coming in. Yeah. That was like, my thing is that mine were coming in like direct, like they weren't coming in. Like you wouldn't normally see teeth. They were coming directly in behind my teeth. Like they're going to push them forward as they're coming in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm already like 26, about to go off mom's insurance, and now I'm finding all this out. I'm like, oh, God. And I think it was like the last time they looked. I was like, no, there's no movement. I'm like, okay. So they're like, yeah, well, you'll start having pain as they keep getting closer. You got to consider it. I've never had issues. so Yeah. Nice. Knocking you remember that time that I had basically no teeth in my mouth because I got nine pulled in two weeks? No. How do I not remember that? 
I think I was in. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of remembering this now. I was in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And I chipped a tooth. You let me kick your teeth out. Oh yeah, I chipped a tooth in soccer, and it was like it was weird. It was like it just like cut a sliver off the front of it. Yeah. And so went in to go get it checked, and they were like, "What's well, a baby tooth?" And the reason it did it was because my new tooth came in and was hollowing out the baby one. And they're like, really, we just need to pull it, and then your new one will be there. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then they're telling me, they're like, we're going to go ahead and take the one next to it, too, because it's doing the same thing. Well, whenever they looked at the x-ray, they said, all my teeth were doing that, because I still had so many baby teeth at that point. Yeah. I want to say it was seventh grade. And they, took, they told me, okay, we're going to take the chipped one, and we're going to take the one next to it. It took five out. <laughs> Didn't tell me. They just took them out. Had me come in the next week and took four more out. So I had nine teeth in two weeks pulled. But, like, none of them were loose. None of them were anything. They were just, like, they would not move. And they were all being hollowed out. She's lying there. They were all, like, basically ready to go out. Because, <laughs> and in, a, in addition to me kicking one of my sister's teeth out, which I will still contend was a good thing, obviously, because the teeth needed to go. Uh, one time she had a tooth that was so loose that my brother Nathan threw a blanket over top of her, and her tooth fell out. And she screamed bloody murder like Nathan had just stabbed In, with in my defense, I screamed bloody murder because it started bleeding, and that was a white blanket, and it just covered the blanket in blood. And I was like, this looks like a murder scene. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're like six or seven. You know, know what murder was. No, that's how that's how loose that tooth was. And she was like, I'm not pulling that out. You can't pull that out. He just throws a blanket, kindly, gently, like my brother Nathan would, being a great big brother, like he is. And it just lands on top of her, it falls out. There's no blood whatsoever. That's all made there up. Was, there was blood. There it's was a, a lot of big blood. Part of the story. It's fake news. It's unbelievably fake. It's actually First of all, you kicked out my first tooth. And speak live like this. It's ridiculous. You're an executive producer, Amber. You need to be honest with my audience. You needed to have that tooth removed. There was no blood. Admitted it. I proved this in the court of law. I will say that was the second tooth that I lost. So both of you are responsible for taking out my first two teeth. True. That's what and after, after I had the um, 19th pulled or whatever, I absolutely hate, like, gauze and cotton like cotton balls i hate the feel of them i hate them so much if i had had to get my wisdom teeth taken out i i don't know how i would have done it i literally would have had a panic attack because of how much i hate the feeling of them yeah i would say you're putting me under like you're just completely putting me under mm -hmm. there's no there's they would have to put me out they have to put me under for the recovery too like i wouldn't want to deal with any of it yeah that's like i have so many friends who like got their wisdom teeth out and they're like dude i'd, I'd rather just have the issues with my mouth and deal with this i'm like Mm -hmm. Have the issues with your mouth, then decide. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's like it's like weeks. Of people are just like, oh, I can't eat anything. Like everything hurts. And, mm -hmm. Like especially anytime you have a mouth, like something going on with like your mouth, like in terms of pain, it's just oh, it's day ruining. Like because yeah. it just leads to me automatically just leads to having a bad headache, and this is like, uh, just want to sleep. Just want to sleep. Yeah. Oh, so how is Dayton? Is it cool? Is it safe? Uh, where we're at is pretty good. Like, we're not, like, downtown, downtown. We're um, half a mile away from the university. We're above it. 
and it works across the road half the time. Like it's one of their research facilities is right across the road from us. So we're in a nice neighborhood. And then we're on the line for Oakwood, which is like the fancy neighborhood up here. Um, like I take trip to the fancy dog park. Yeah. Um, we don't pay taxes there, but I take them to the dog park there. Um, you know, Still capitalism, all that stuff. Still from Still rich. From the rich. <laughs> but yeah, so where we're at is nice. We haven't like Andy went to school here for obviously six years and started working here, but then like just this past year, we've been back and forth so much with wedding planning and um the marriage prep and all that stuff we had to do with Catholic Church that we've just not really explored here. And he doesn't know a whole lot outside of like some of the places that he likes to hike and like their college spots. So there's a lot of stuff in Dayton that we just don't know about. Yeah. Um, but by golly, we know about the Air Force Museum. So nice. That's all. That. How often do you see yeah. Dave Chappelle? Like all the time. I've not. I've not seen him yet. We do go to Yellow Springs to go to John Bryant uh, State Park a lot. Uh, we haven't been in a little while, but we every time we go through Yellow Springs, I'm like, we have to find Dave Chappelle. You remember so. uh, Mr. Inns in high school? He was an art teacher for mm -hmm. a couple of years. I know he ran into like Dave Chappelle one time at a restaurant, like in Dayton, just like, mm -hmm. and he was just there to pick up to go food. The girl yeah. at work ran into him outside of a comedy show, and she didn't know who he was. And then she did the Rick James thing to him. He was like, "Is that you?" She's like, "Yeah." And then he took pictures with him. Like, wow. <laughs> That's a good. Story. We went. Um for uh my friends Brittany's uh bachelorette we went and watched john mulaney's new show mm -hmm. a year ago yeah last year um and dave chappelle was a special guest that came out and opened for him somebody else was there for that that i knew who cares because it was right after he got tackled on stage oh yeah that random person so he like came out because no one had seen him for like a month or something he came out, i was like just letting y'all know i'm still alive and like talked for a few minutes yeah have you ever seen the picture of that guy's arm after they got done tuning him up on the stage mm -mm. <sighs> no they broke his arm like i believe and, it yeah i guess they just... like, took his arm on purpose and then just like made it go the wrong way like it was like mm -hmm. not like he just broke it on the Ugh. floor yeah i was like no we're taking your arm and we're just yeah yeah it's rough it's rough That's i i hate seeing injuries like that stuff yeah i remember i remember remember did you ever watch like the stupid shows on mtv you probably didn't you might be a little bit too young for it on mtv too they used to do all the stupid like gross out like shows where people would oh we're skateboarding and they would break their arms and i'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure what the point of the show was like because it wasn't like comedy it was like jackass without jokes like so like, mm -hmm. there was like some goofiness about it whereas like jackass would have like one where they would like do something really stupid physically but then the next one they're like a whole bunch of fart jokes and it's like ah okay i get it it's funny i guess and it's pretty funny farts are hilarious so nobody's arguing that um no there was a show with somebody it was like a snowboarder and he wrecks and he compound fractures like his knee kneecap I, oh. which i'm like oh which this is before I had my compound fracture. So everything mm -hmm. about compound fractures was this episode of television. It was like, he knew it was like, oh, it's like, you know, I think it's like 80% of the time you lose your leg or something like that. Or, you know, it's not dealt with in an hour or something like that. You lose your leg. And then like mm -hmm. a few months later, I'm in my car accident. I got a bone popped out. And I heard somebody say, because I didn't actually know what compound fracture meant. Yeah. And then, like, oh, he's got a compound fracture. And also that's all I could think. I'm like, oh, shit, that means I'm going to lose my leg. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> 
tell me till months later that I did not. They did not know if I would lose my leg or not for like two days because of infection. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Like he might get yeah. infected. And he'll have to lose the leg. It's like uh So she didn't. Which I'm glad they did not tell me that for months afterwards. Yeah. Because this yeah. Like, in the hospital, like with nothing, can't not able to move really, and they're like, "Hey, you might lose that leg." By the way, I'm like, "Oh, I've got nothing else to do but think about that all the time." Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a bad injury like that? I know you tore your ACL. That's the only thing I've had is the ACL tear. Never broken bones. I've never had a broken bone. Knock on wood on that. I did. That's Thank the only you. bone I broke. Which they was like, "Yeah, it's like taking concrete and breaking it with your hands." I'm like. Huh? He's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. when you're when you broke. I'm like, oh, cool. So I went big. Went big. That's what Brandon does. That's what he does with this podcast is go big and mm-hmm. uh, come up short. <laughs> God, Brandon does hate on himself a lot. Oof. Oh. Well, kid, you got to work tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, I'm heading down to Portsmouth tomorrow morning. It's like our next two-hour drive till I get there. Are you going to see karaoke, Chris? Uh, Probably. If he's in the office and he's not out gallivanting again. I want you to come up real close to him and then slap him in the back of the head. Like, hey, good to see you. Then whap, just right across the back of the head and say, that's from Brandon. And then just walk out. No, I might not be able to do that on SSC's property, but now, I'll let you know. Actually, there is a loophole that I'm creating right now that says if somebody else tells you to do it, then you're allowed to do so. That's actually a rule. Write okay. that down. Devin, write that down. That's a rule now. Um That'd be awesome. Yeah, just go up and just slap him on the back of the head and say, that's from Brandon. And then walk out the room. If he's yelling, just say, hey, tough. That's the rules. Okay, I can do that. Or just do it and say, you're it, and then walk away. Now he thinks it's a game, and now he's all in Mm -hmm. on it because he does have a competitive side. (laughs) He'll be like, oh, now who am I going to go get? Who am I going to slap in the back of the head now? Can I tell you one of my favorite karaoke moments? Um, It was before I I worked with him. Mm -hmm. He worked in development. I worked in communications at the time. And we had just found out that our president was resigning, like communications found that out. And it wasn't going to, it was like, we found it out on like a Tuesday. It wasn't going to get announced until Friday. And so we knew that the leak could not come from our office. We had to be quiet, couldn't say anything. And so I walk out of my boss's office, go to my, my office, my phone rings. It's Chris. I answer it. And immediately he goes, Hey, got any good secrets for me? That's the first thing he says. And I just looked at him. I was like, what do you mean? And like, it was something else. Yeah. So then the news ends up breaking across campus, like on Thursday or something. And I'm over near his office. And I walk in, I was like, Hey, I was like, when you called me and you asked about having good secrets, I had a really good secret. And he goes, you son of a bitch. You didn't tell me. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I think that's what I earned his trust. Yeah. Was you at the pub when he did um, Bon Jovi at karaoke? Um, I can't remember. He did Bon Jovi one year whenever I was there, but I don't know if you were there. Hmm. Oh, it was awesome. Were you there the night when we ended karaoke? And like, there was a whole bunch of Shawnee State people there, and he got he got really tanked. And we're all having a good time. And it's like one thirty, and he goes back up on stage to restart karaoke at one thirty in the morning. He was that. not there. Uh, it was like one of my favorite moments. Like two people sang, and then he shut it back off again. <laughs> like he just goes back up there, and he's like, "Let's do this again." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I don't care. I'm making money." We had talked about at one point doing karaoke at the wedding. Like 
after a certain point, just putting out the projector and letting him run it. But then, you know, he flaked out. So glad we didn't plan that. What did he have to do? I think he was going out of town. So I'm not sure why. Because he was going to announce us. He was going to be like our MC for a couple things. Yeah. Um, That's what mom, we, did. mom didn't tell me he was not being there until like we were going to the actual wedding itself. I was like, are you kidding me? Now who am I going to yeah. talk to? I got talked to my Yeah, he, because um, I asked him if, like, he would MC or whatever. And he's like, if I'm there, I will. And he's like, I'll let you know whenever we get closer to it. Mm-hmm. He's like, Carrie will be there. And then the week of, right. like, I think it was Thursday or something. Or it was Wednesday when I saw him. And I was like, are you coming this weekend? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I can't. And I was like, you got to tell me? Or <laughs> whatever. So there's one. there's a couple of things. I think there's at least one thing. I want to bring up one more time. There's an old debate that me and you have had that I think I made my feelings. T-Rex. T-Rex all the way. I want to know. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, who would kick a football farther? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Or a T-Rex? My sister says a T-Rex would, which I think is preposterous. One, Jesus Christ is magical. A T-Rex is not. Two, a T-Rex's foot is far too big to kick a football. It would just roll it. So, my favorite part of this debate is that you spent no less than 20 minutes screaming at me from across a table in the pub's front room. And when you got done, Chris said that he just experienced a mod of a Thanksgiving. Yep. And then it's silent for 10 seconds. And Carrie says, I don't know, man. T-Rex got pretty big legs. And it all started again. I think JR was there, too. I think yeah. JR would back up this whole story. And I still think I would be right. Because, like I said, it, are we using proportionate footballs? That was not established, but what if we are using proportionate footballs? Jesus Christ, because he's magical, and he's the Lord and Savior, and he's God's son. Yeah, but, like, you made you made the T-Rex okay, to so be all-powerful. Like, so... It's like the thought experiment. If God is all-powerful, can he create a rock that he cannot lift? I don't know. Can he? It depends if he doesn't want to lift it. Fair enough, but it's like a thought experiment. So if he can create a rock that he cannot lift, therefore he's not all-powerful because there's a rock he cannot lift. But if he cannot lift a rock, then he's not all-powerful. It's like it's a whole – it's the circle argument that I go on all the time. It's like, huh? You know, especially when I talk time travel on Lost, where I'm like, I don't know what the hell's happening here. There's like a rope that exists only because Sawyer's holding it, but it exists, uh, whatever. There's also a compass, same thing. It exists in 1954 and 2007, but you don't know when it got created because it only exists in those moments. And then, mm-hmm. it, is it, like, when did it get created? Uh, I'm about to have a nosebleed. But no, Jesus Christ would kick the football farther. Maybe proportionate, if we're saying Jesus Christ is just a regular dude. Maybe if it's proportionate, I would go with T-Rex. But also, a T-Rex doesn't know how to kick. It might. Nah. Did you know, fun, mm. did you know fun fact that for T-Rexes, there's only ever been like 30 of them ever discovered in the world? I did not know that. The more you find I read, out, it's like... Oh, I read shit. that at, I think, the Natural History Museum like talked about it, that there's only 30 in the entire world. 
that well, they've discovered at least. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. That I have found out is because of where fossils can actually happen is such like a small area. Cause like, you know, we can't go to Portsmouth and start digging up unless we dig like unbelievably deep and maybe find mm -hmm. one. Because it's got to be like in a certain type of rock and certain type of all these things. Because obviously we're not finding bones. We're just finding fossilization of like rock and like bone-ish things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why it's in the West. And I guess there can be some in like New England or something like that, which I was like, oh, cool. But yeah, it's like very certain places. That's why all these like conspiracy theory people who are like, there's no such things as dinosaurs. Wouldn't they be everywhere? They just don't know what they're talking about because, you know. We have failed as a country to teach science and other things, like, horribly. Like, really bad. Really yeah. bad. We There's politics once again. That's not politics. That's just people are dumb. That's people ticks. That's my dumb Copyright. Monster yep. the Pilot. 2023. And it's stupid. We're going to move on from it. It's a dumb thing that Brandon said. We accept it. We understand that Brandon's also one of these people ticks people he's talking about who's also very dumb. Whatever. You got anything else for me, kid? No, just, you know, let me know whenever I finally get my royalty check from all this stuff. Yeah, well, I'm still in the red on this podcast by quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not splitting that cost with you. Yeah. Well, I guess you made it to 100. How's it feel? Actually, pretty cool. It does feel pretty cool to actually have done 100 episodes. Because, obviously, I mean, if you count Sports Talk, I've done well over 100 now. But this is 100 of the proper show. And mm -hmm. the fact that I stayed with it is really cool. That's, like, the most the coolest part for me is that I started something and I've stuck with it. I think it's mostly because what the hell else am I doing? It's And it's fun. Like, there is pretty – there. obviously, I think there's episodes where you're listening and you're like, yeah, you can tell I'm not really into doing it that night or I just don't have much to do with anything then there's other nights like uh the way i usually start shows that you can tell i'm having a lot of fun like uh this past mm -hmm. week i've decided to stand and do the podcast and there's a lot of enjoyment in brandon standing and doing this podcast because he can do fun moves while he's talking about stuff that he couldn't do while sitting down and that's going to grit into great entertainment there you go some great video clips so how's it feel to be the 100th guest not the 100th guest the guest of the 100th show you know, it feels uh, feels right. Feels like this is what what should have been happening all along. Yeah, that's why I said on. The, I was supposed to be the first guest, so being the guest for the hundredth that works. Yeah, that's why in my rant, I'm like, you know, she's supposed to be the first guest. I mean, it's even worse than Lauren. Like Lauren eventually did become the first guest. I actually mm -hmm. got Lauren to do this before I could get you to do it. And Lauren yep. checks his phone once a month. Maybe he doesn't text message anybody. He sends out smoke signals. You should Lauren, give him the right, beeper. The letters, huh? He should have a beeper. Oh, the dope. He probably already has one. I could see him having a beeper, just checking it while he's standing at the bar. That's how he deals his drugs. Lauren's a drug dealer. I said it. He's not. I have to say that. A killer from Lucasville. I have to legally say he's not a drug dealer. I hate legal stuff. That's why if you start listening to like things and I start like spouting off like something that's only alleged, I have to say allegedly. Because legally that does cover me. So in case like this podcast, which never will, blows up and like becomes a huge thing, and one of those people that allegedly has done something that I say they've done for a fact, they could actually sue me for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I, at least that's the way I read it. But at the same time, I also read that I could play music anytime I wanted to, and that was not the case at all. So maybe I probably misread everything. I want to hire a lawyer at some point. Do you know any lawyers? Do we know? No. Lawyers? We need a lawyer in our family. 
That's why I make great arguments. I should have became a lawyer. That's probably what I could have done. But I just, eh. I don't know. I talked to some of them, and I'm like, that sounds miserable. It just sounds miserable. Like, just mm -hmm. these late nights looking through all these old cases, trying to find these little things. I'm like, it sounds awful. Like, 20-hour days, man. I'm like, eh. What about life, bro? And here we are. Yep, this is where we're at. Brandon has a podcast, and he's not a lawyer, and he's not rich. But he did win $500 on a baseball game last night, and that's awesome. Brandon will talk about that eventually, about how Brandon wins money on baseball games. It was awesome. I came home, and like I put like this random money on Nick Castellanos and uh, Bryce Harper to hit a home run. Both of them had to hit a home run. And it was like I had a bonus bet, so it was like a free bet. And if they won, if they both did it, $550. I get home, turn on the game, it's 3 nothing. I'm like, okay, let me check to see. And I see Harper hit one. I'm like, oh, cool. Then I read Castellanos right beside it and hit one. I'm like, oh, I just won $500. I just won $500. And I start telling everybody, I won $500. <laughs> everybody, listen to me. I won $500. So I did. Brandon did that. Now he's hoping Kyle Schwarber hits two and uh, Tommy Pham hits one, and he'll have one, like, $1,500 or something like that. That's how Brandon's going to retire and become a sports better. Two weeks, and then he'll be out of money, and then he'll need a real job again. And then he'll be. And that's where the podcast will come back in. <laughs> now, this podcast will always be ad free as long as I'm running it. Amber wants me to put ads on this thing. It's ridiculous. Ads mm -hmm. on this podcast. She wants to make money off this. Like I said, I'm not here to make money. I'm just here to make you guys happy. Amber is the greedy person behind the camera who's always trying to, like, you got to get them to give money, give money. You got to start siphoning money out of your people. You got to start promising them snake oil and other stuff. That's Amber. I'm just looking at her ROI and stuff. I don't even know what that means. That's how, uh, yeah. that's, how much of a, that's how much of a commoner I am. That's how much of like the, like the audience that I am. I don't know what that means. What is it? The engagement, the lick, the links, the clicks, everything. We need it all. Yeah, we can do all that stuff and not run ads. But I do need you guys to like, share, subscribe, support. Damn it. Oh, well, anyway, kid, I'm going to get out of here. You're going to get out of here. You're going to go to bed so you can go to work. Slap karaoke yep. Chris in the back of the head. Say hello to mother for me. Um, I actually got to say that in a serious way. I used to be like, say hello to your mother for me. You actually get to say hello to our mother for me. Ah, I could just I whatever, Brandon. We're getting to that messy part of the end of the episode. Where I have no idea how to end it. Well, Amber, you have anything else one more time for me before we get out of here? I don't think so. Just keep, keep spouting those ideas, random thoughts. No, I'll no. listen to them. Do not encourage me. Do not encourage me. This is this is a disaster. We all know it. Anyways, thank you for being uh, guest 100 on this show. Thanks everybody who has listened to Brandon over like a hundred times. Talk about shit he doesn't know about. You know, constantly giving you uh, what? What's the? I don't even know what the description is anymore. I wrote that description forever. Like uh, probably inaccurate information. That's what it was. I like a guy just spouting off probably inaccurate information. Thank you for sticking around for that. Thanks to everybody who continues to listen. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, just spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster 8 the Pilot. You also got to be the first first guest ever on video as well. So hopefully you didn't make any oh, stupid please. faces. If you did, I will catch them, and they will be the thumbnail. <laughs> Other than that, um, peace out, Girl Scout, or whatever I used to say. 10 4 daddy-o. Let's get the hell on out of here. Mm -hmm.